Welcome to So Here's the Thing, where we share candid conversations that lift the veil on what it takes to find success, even if that means sharing a few unpopular opinions. I'm your host, Leili Amati. Grab some coffee or a cocktail, and let's get real. All right, friends, welcome back. We are talking today all about how to handle hearing no in your business, which I really don't hear a lot of people talk about. So I am excited to get a little bit of perspective on this from the one and only Anna Wright. Anna is a hybrid wedding and portrait photographer and educator. She's actually one of my Academy alumni and she's based in Texas, just like me. So you know, I already love her. Um, Anna, I'm so excited to hear from you and to hear all about your perspective on how to handle hearing no. I think it's just such an important topic. Um, tell us a little bit about yourself and like why this topic is so important to you. Yeah, thanks for having me on, Laylee. I'm so excited to be here. So I really love talking about this because I think that, especially in the creative industry, we just by nature take things really personally because we're so close to our work. And so then when you hear no from a client or you know, a publication or a mentor gives you some constructive criticism, it's so easy to like freeze up and get stuck instead of taking that information, working through it and using it to grow your business. Oh my gosh. I cannot agree more. I feel like that is just such a a common occurrence, especially when you're getting any kind of like negative feedback or what's perceived as negative feedback versus like constructive criticism. And I don't know if it's because I don't know if it's because like I came from a different industry into this one, but I do feel that like people get so, they take things so personally because we do own our own businesses. And so it is so much of like us within our business. So I'm excited to hear more about like how to combat that. Okay. So tell us a little bit about how business owners can apply the personal boundaries to hearing no, like how can people actually combat that um, oversensitivity or like how would you even go about having people prepare themselves for this, for this occurrence to happen in their business? So the first thing I like to tell people is that you have to kind of expect it. If you're not hearing no's, then you're probably not trying hard enough to put yourself out there. I always like to reference kind of, you see so many professional photographers, you know, people in the creative industry And they're always saying, you have to have your boundaries. Like, what are your boundaries around your business? Keep your office hours, do this, do that. But we never take that and apply it to our clients. So if we have a client that is telling us no, my first step is always to try to think about, well, what are their boundaries that may be kind of causing them to say no? You know, if a client has a hard budget of $150 for a portrait session, I'm probably just not the right photographer for them. A $300 upsell isn't, you know, really feasible for them. That's their boundary that they are sticking to. Maybe they can't make, you know, the date that you have available. There are so many reasons that clients say no, especially for weddings. I ran into, I can't even tell you how many times I was rejected for weddings when I first started because I didn't have a lot of weddings. And for those clients, their personal boundary was that, They were only going to hire somebody who had done a substantial amount of weddings because that's their comfort level. So it really had nothing to do with me or my work, right? Because they already inquired, but that wasn't enough to get them to a yes because of their boundary. And I think we need to respect that 
and take it for what it is and then kind of start moving on from that. I love that perspective of basically kind of just like putting yourself into your client's shoes. Like I, it's so easy to remember times when I've said no to working with certain people and being able to kind of apply that whenever somebody says no to working with me, I think would be a really healthy way to look at it. Um, I know like obviously like with photography and creating client rosters and things like that within that industry, that no is kind of like really clear cut and especially for like one-off things like weddings. But for me personally, like I say no to working with coaches who I feel like haven't had enough experience in like the area that they want to work with me on. Or I know that when I was looking for rebranding my website and my entire brand, uh, I went through like four different designers and interest calls with them and saying, saying no to each of them is really hard as a consumer, but you know, I would hope that when they were hearing no, they were understanding the reasoning behind it. So I think it's really nice to think of it as a client's personal boundary, not just your boundary as the business owner. So that's pretty cool. Um, so tell me a little bit about like how as business owners, aside from like putting ourselves into the consumer's shoes or the client's shoes, like what are some other action steps that people can take to kind of stop viewing the word no or a rejection or whatever it is, stop viewing it as like a hundred percent of a negative thing. Like what, what action steps can people take to, to come up against that? It's hard. So I am going to preface it with that. Like, it's not just an easy thing that, Oh, now I know how to handle no. And we just move on. Um, it's something that you have to keep working at within your business. So getting comfortable with the word and the kind of the action after is going to be important if you want to see long-term growth in your business. So kind of the way I run through it is if I get a no from something and we can say, we can use like a publication for an example. So I submit this beautiful wedding to a publication and I get this email that says, sorry, you know, thanks so much, but we're not going to publish this. Your first instinct is probably like, well, you know, that, that sucks. Like, why not? I thought this was great. And at that point, it's up to you to take it one of two ways, right? You can either be upset and just kind of like write that publication off as, well, they didn't appreciate my work or they didn't like my style or I'm not good enough. You can kind of go down that route which is really kind of easy to do because you are so close to your work or you can think about, you know, starting with the boundaries. Maybe they had a really packed publication schedule. Maybe this is the 10th blush wedding that had been sent in. Go down that list. Then if you can't really figure out why, or if this is a repeated thing, that's when I think it's time to deep dive into your business and your processes. Um, are you telling stories? You know, are you, working with people who have been published to help. Um, and so this is kind of the part where I always tell people it's so important to have good mentors because especially when you're first starting out, you just don't know what you don't know. So the problems could be consistency within your work. You might not be submitting the right kind of images. And do you have people in your business there to give you that constructive feedback and help you work through those issues? So yeah, I don't know. You've got to keep doing it over and over for everything though. Yeah, I love that. And I like having kind of a process that you run through anytime something like that comes up. Um, what would you say to somebody who would potentially uh, be getting these rejections, but like 
isn't quite sure how to do that deep dive. I like that you mentioned taking like a deeper look into the why or um, kind of different options in that in that realm. What would be a good process for people to kind of take a deeper dive into like recognizing the parts of of what they could improve on on their own? I love the concept of having a mentor. Um, maybe do you want to talk a little bit about like how to find a great mentor to work with? Yeah. Um, and then if you can't find a great mentor to work with, you can't like afford to invest in that. What are some other steps people could take to dive into, uh, discovering like why they're being rejected or, or turned away in the first place? If you are kind of getting these rejections and you're not really sure like what the source is, you've run through the boundaries, you're not sure if you're meeting them or not. I think it's important to look at when you're getting them. Are you not getting inquiries? Are you getting inquiries and then responding and then you're not hearing anything? Are you getting a response back and you said pricing and then you don't hear anything? I think it's really helpful to start tracking where in the process things seem to be going awry so that you can figure out, is it how I'm talking to people? Is it my pricing? Because I think everybody in all the industries like to jump to pricing, but it's really, you know, that's not the number one issue, but how you approach it leading up to it really is. So when you're diving into, you know, those hard parts of your business, because really taking pictures or creating bouquets, those are the easy parts. The behind the scenes stuff is harder. So when you're looking at those behind the scenes processes, once you identify what piece is broken, I think that's when it's really helpful to bring in somebody to kind of give you an extra set of eyes. Um, I personally love working with mentors who are experts in their field. So when I jumped into film photography, I sought out somebody who did really beautiful film work and I had her work with me on that. Um, when I realized that I was having major tech issues behind the scenes, I found somebody who was an expert in that. But if you can't have you know, a specific mentor to go to, there are so many resources for business owners. You know, there's rising tide communities. Your friends and your peers that you trust can be really great resources. Um, I know I have a friend that we have sent like inquiries to each other and kind of like followed up like we would with a normal client so we can evaluate each other's processes. So there's a lot of really easy ways that you can get other eyes on your business but you have to be willing to listen to that feedback, right? Because you're asking for it because something isn't working. So then if somebody identifies for you what might not be working, you have to be open to that change. I love that idea. And I love, I really love the idea of having somebody who can actually like go through your process from the client perspective. I think that's like such a unique thing to do. And I, I feel like a lot of this boils down to, I'm hearing you say a lot of, a lot of steps people can take to combat letting their guard come up and letting their defenses come up. Like, I feel like a lot of times people don't want to hear the hard truth, but that it's like, it's not an easy fix. Like you can't just raise your prices and then automatically fix everything. So um, what are some things that you would advise somebody to do when they're trying to kind of accept that they maybe don't know it all or that they don't have everything in order. Like I feel like so often people get, it's so easy for people to get defensive and it's so easy for people to sign on to hear 
the things that are going wrong, but then they're unable to actually like take that content in. Like, how would you, how would you advise somebody to move forward in that? I do think that is such like, that is the root of it is that we don't like to be rejected. We don't like to hear those hard things and you'll see it all the time. Like, can I have gentle constructive criticism? And I think it's really easy in today's world to see people who are on Instagram and just like totally killing it. And you just assume, and I totally know what that feels like because I'm still pretty new to this industry. It's so easy to assume that like their steps have just been like laid out and they've always been told yes. And they've just kind of magically arrived at this place. Um, And I would argue that the people who are, you know, doing really, really well, have probably put themselves out there and they've been told those hard things because it's not easy to have your own business. Um, So I would like to encourage, you know, brand new people in creative industries to really look at no's and rejection as a challenge to do better, Um, to surround yourself with people and a community that you trust that they have your best interest at heart. So that way when you're getting that, you know, criticism or that hard feedback, you can feel the sting, but you also kind of know that it's coming from a place of like tough love and not, you know, meanness, if that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. I, I'm pretty sure one of the earlier episodes that we have on this show, and we were talking a lot about the importance of like continuing to get critique and continuing to get um, feedback and continuing to grow. Because if you think about like, when you're in school, like if you, you know, whether you went to college or not, but like when you're in school and you're working on learning a new skill or you're working on honing that skill or you're working on, um, really like perfecting your craft, your professors, your teachers are usually going to like tear you apart and they're going to tear you apart in like a, in, from a place of love. Like you mentioned, it's all tough love, but like that's what helps you improve. I mean, even I could draw a parallel to like when I taught dance, I was a really tough coach. Like I was really tough on the girls, but it was from a place of wanting them to improve. And when I started my business, I think I went into it with that mentality and it is hard. It's so hard to hear somebody doesn't love something you're doing, but I think it's also so important. And I will agree. I see so much on Facebook of people being like, be gentle with your with this critique and all they really want is someone to tell them that they're doing great. Yeah. But if so, if all anyone does is tell them they're doing great, like where's the growth in that? There is none. So exactly. And I think too lately, like, so my background is I, well, it was kind of a crazy way that I got here. So like I joined the army out of high school (laughs) and I spent four years in the army And then I also did Air Force officer training throughout college. I was in a really demanding, um, you know, nursing program. And then I spent my career as an Air Force officer and, you know, nurse on a busy cardiac floor, working with stroke patients and all kinds of things. And so really in my, like, I guess, formative years, like my whole 20s, I was just being drilled with like, processes, methods, and criticism. And so, you know, even within like the education world, when I'm working with my students, I love to like tell them things, but then we also have kind of like after action reviews, because if you're not evaluating 
what you're doing. And if you're not looking into it, then it's really just a nice conversation. Like you have to kind of do that follow through. I'm going to hit three years in business soon. And I remember thinking like, you know, at my first couple of sessions, like, yes, like, this is great. Like, I just like take these pictures, I get some cash. Um, and you know, now almost three years in, I feel like I don't know nearly as much because when you seek things out and you like do look for opportunities, you realize just how much bigger, um, you know, your industry can be than just you. So it's a really exciting thing to hear the no, grow a little bit, hear another one, seek people out, seek out new opportunities, um, and just really see where it can take you. I really enjoy that perspective. I am like totally on board for that. I think that it's just so easy to shy away from hearing anything that's not applause. And I think that it's so important to hear everything but applause. Like I think that it just, it can take you so much further, so much faster to be able to actually, you know, thrive in the critique. And I mean, to your point, you said you're coming up on three years, which is amazing, but in three years, you've accomplished so much more than, I mean, I'll just be quite frank, than the majority of photographers in their first three years. And I think a huge part of that is probably that you were so open to that constructive criticism and to actually like growing in a positive way. So I, I think that's great. Would you agree that that's something that pushed you forward? Yes. And thank you for your kind words. That's so nice. Um, yeah, I do think it helps because I, I would say I'm kind of like on the far end. And so you don't even have to be like as extra as I am about it, but like I seek out criticism because I want somebody with a fine tooth and comb, like telling me, what they see that I can do better. You know, like I love this business and I love this industry and I want it to be a long-term thing. And so for me, I just feel like the best way to do that is to keep getting, you know, those critiques from trusted professionals that I admire and that have like ethics that I agree with. Um, yeah. And just start, start working. I love that. Okay. And you knew I was going to ask you, what is your unpopular opinion on this topic? Okay. My unpopular opinion is that you can get in your own way if you're not open to feedback and evaluating the no's that you get. And they just weren't my client isn't enough. You got to do the hard work behind it. I love that. That is so true. I totally agree. Um, this was awesome. Okay, you guys, as always, Anna's information will be linked up in the show notes. Um, where can people find you right off the bat? So Instagram is definitely where I hang out the most. Um, they can find me at annak.photography, or they can head to my website at annakphotography.net. And I've got lots of resources on there for new photographers um, and you know people looking for a photographer. So I can't wait to connect with your audience, Laylee. That is awesome. Thank you so much, Anna. Thank you. For show notes and resources mentioned on today's episode, head to so here's the thing podcast.com. And if you're enjoying the podcast, I'd love to read your review on iTunes. Thanks so much for listening, and I'll catch you in the next episode.